When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always on this audio-only Tuesday night pod. Bo Brock and Bo, there was a GM that was fired in the NFL, and it came from a team that hasn't had a losing record in seven-plus seasons. John Robinson is out in Tennessee Yet Steve Kime still remains in that same time period of those seven seasons. Steve, Big Steve, has one winning season in the desert. And as of now, still, his key card works at the old Tempe facility. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just something that's going to be, it's a different relationship with ownership. And I think that's going to be the thing that's that's going to be what's going to set the Arizona Cardinals organization away from, from the, aside from the Tennessee Titans organization an organization in Tennessee that seems to compete no matter what their roster looks like. I feel like the last two seasons, they've been one of the most, most unhealthy teams. Uh, you know, they, they earned themselves the, the, the buy in the playoffs last year without Derrick Henry for the bulk of the end of the year last year. And it's a testament to how good Mike Brabel has that team coached up. Uh, and, and that this team has been winning despite their general manager. I mean, you want to make Steve kind blush as far as missing first round picks. I mean, just take a look at John Robinson's resume uh, before he was kind of shown the door on Tuesday from the Titans. I mean, they, this guy just whiffed and whiffed and whiffed. You know, he took the guy, Caleb Farley, that I think a lot of Arizona Cardinals fans, including myself, uh, were looking hard at at the cornerback position because that seemed to be the need. And he had the red flag, the medical red flags. And he's a guy that hasn't been, you know, good even when he's been available. Uh, and then, you, you know, what I was thinking about, Johnny, was A.J. Brown pretty much got Robinson fired, right? The yes, revenge yes. game from this past weekend, right? Is yep. there a, a revenge game or a player that got away type player that could have a game that could expose Steve Kime that bad? No, because Steve Kime's never drafted somebody the caliber of A.J. Brown, and so that's where you have to give John credit. But it's a great question. Um, I, I think maybe it would have to be like a free agent that they got once upon a time that they then let go. Kyler Murray's not leaving and burning Kime, and Kyler has been Kime's best best draft pick. I mean, they played Tyron Matthew this year against New Orleans. He was a shell of himself. It that was a unique situation. It's funny because the Cardinals also were in that same wagon with Tennessee, like trading for a first round pick or trading for a first round receiver, I should say, in Hollywood Brown. 
Um, what I look at it, Bo, is it's fascinating because I think a lot of people are still surprised that Steve Kime as a GM is over 500. He's, I think, 80 and 75, something like that. He's he's five games over over 500. But all of that, most of that came within the Bruce Arians saga. But the firing of John Robinson, and you put it well, I think throws a wrench in Michael Bidwell's potential rationale of saying, well, yes, yeah, Steve's his draft and develop status isn't great, but he just, he wins games. Like we have a winning record. Well, John Robinson could not draft either. And he was 23 games over 500 with four playoff appearances in seven years. Again, no losing seasons. And he got fired for largely because he couldn't draft and develop guys. And Tennessee is looking at their team probably with a long-term outlook of saying, yeah, you've had some success, but this division is bound to get better and we don't like the current roster. The makeup of the roster is just not good enough, right? You've got Tannehill on his last legs. You've got Derrick Henry. It's probably closer to the end than the beginning. And you've got a bunch of missed picks. Kime, I, I think, very similar wheelhouse. I think the Cardinals are set up for success better, but I think that's in, in spite of Steve Kime because you've been gifted top 10 picks. You've been gifted a bunch of money to spend. I, Michael Bidwell, if anything, he is aggressive. They will go out and they will make moves. I just think that that when that happened today, the best tweet I saw, and I didn't know about this ahead of time, was Kyle Odegaard, friend of the show, mm-hmm. reporting accurately that the Titans gave John Robinson an extension in February. Yeah, Does that sound like anybody you know? <laughs> sure does. Yeah, it does. Uh, let, let me just put this out here so we have all the information because I, absolutely, I think Kyle o, Odegaard nailed it. T- Titans day one and two draft picks since 2020. This is just the last couple of years. Isaiah Wilson, not on the roster, first round. Christian Fulton. Uh, Darrington Evans, That's uh, I believe he's a running back, right? Caleb Farley. Dylan yeah. Raddins. Monty Rice. Elijah Molden. Traylon Burks, good. Roger McCreary, not somebody I really kind of followed in his first year. And Nicholas Petit uh, Freary. Unbelievable. But, I mean, that's not even close. I mean, even Steve Kime can find some more impact makers than that. I mean, I I think only Traylon Burks is is a guy that you can say, okay, there's somebody that that we can rely upon. And it's early, and I think people are excited. I think Titans fans are excited from Burks. But there there are a lot of similarities. And, And, you know, I think that... Obviously, the Titans had the advantage of, of their of their division. Not you know the the Colts have been they've had a a roundabout a turnstile as far as who's playing quarterback, and the Jacksonville Jaguars have been trash, and the Texans have been trash, and you know that helps a lot as far as Robinson's case. You know you yeah. put Steve Kime in that same division with the same amount of time, I think he probably could produce similar results. But at the end of the day, here's an owner that sees mediocrity and isn't going to stand for it and sees that John Robinson on draft day sent one of the best players in the building to another team. And then that player came the very next season and absolutely just scorched them and made sure you knew it was a mistake. I mean, AJ Brown's not having just a really good season. He's having a great season. He's yeah. the, he's, he's really, I mean, he's, he's been a huge part of the maturation of Jalen hurts and what he's been able to do and take the step in this, you know, and be in the discussion for MVP and, you know, as far as, you know, what he's done for that receiving court, I mean, that was a team in Philly that couldn't draft a wide receiver until Devontae Smith for years. And now they have one of the best one-two punches in the league. And it was it was like a DeAndre Hopkins-type gift wrap package that John Robinson sent to the 
from Tennessee to the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, like Bill O'Brien, you know, he wasn't long for the world after that. Like he was done. Like O'Brien was done the next season after trading D hop and, and Robinson was done the next year after AJ Brown, you know, and, and does Steve Kime, does Michael Bidwell have that kind of killer instinct and, and will to win to cut bait eventually to realize, well, Hey, this guy's got a ceiling and we've hit it. Well, and listen, we talked about this off air bow. Like Amy Adams strunk is the owner for the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, she is not beer drinking buddies with John Robinson. And according to Adam Schefter, John Robinson excluded her from a lot of conversations. So they didn't have a great relationship. We talked about it off air. Like, is there a decent chance that Michael Bidwell's best friend is Steve Kime or one of his best friends? Like, I think we all have to come to grips with the fact that, like, that could be his beer drinking buddy. Their families could be incredibly close. It's not what you want to hear, but it's it's not a winning move to keep him around. Bo, you said it well off air of the mindset, like, the winning move would be to fire Steve Kime. 99% of people would understand it and probably support it. But winning also to Michael Bidwell may look at the fact that you, you got the Super Bowl to come to Arizona this year. That's a win. I can pay more money to my employees, bonuses, whatever. Winning to the Cardinals, unfortunately, it seems like more often than not, is about other things than the on-the-field product. And if you just want to work with your friends and your friend is Steve Kime, and he's been around. Think about the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, when Kime came on board. The team was still ran by Bill Bidwell. There's mm-hmm. a good chance, like, Michael and Steve, they didn't come up in the ranks together because Michael was always, you know, in the owner's box. But, like, they were probably around the, right around the same age, like, hanging out, being friendly with each other, had a relationship, right? And that's cultivated. It's 2023. He got a contract extension in the offseason. Right now, he's, he does not have a good resume. That would make me fearful because it's easy for us to look at it. The product isn't good. X's and O's, wins and losses, and say, well, John Robinson, if you're comparing him to Steve Kime, it's no contest. But anybody who follows this team, Bo, knows it's much more complicated than that. Yeah, I, I think that if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan, you should be fearful of that relationship. And it's yeah. something that I thought was uh, – was that right out there on hard knocks, you know, the first episode where they're, they're dabbing each other. They're watching this team in the game that, you know, uh, they weren't competitive in that game. And if I'm, if memory serves correct, wasn't it the Seahawks game, right? It was, yep. it was the game that they lost the, the offense once again, kind of fumbled, a, you know, Zayvon Collins pick six lead at the point in the second half. And then, you know, you see this team just kind of fall apart. Uh, I, I think that the, Michael Bidwell, 58 years old, just turned, you know, happy birthday yesterday, which was hilarious. You know, poor social media manager of the Arizona Cardinals just uh, throw gasoline on a fire by wishing the owner of a struggling franchise a happy birthday. Um, I I think that this is something that should be troublesome because I think that their view and their idea of success is they, they feel like they're holding themselves accountable. And I always point to the Steve Wilkes, when he was fired, that they they said they were holding themselves accountable for that hire and that it was the wrong hire, and they'll take they'll take the blame for that. But I don't see that they've truly done that. They didn't do the you know introspective deep dives that were necessary to figure out what truly went wrong and why they they were so far off on that. Why you know the roster wasn't up to par in 2018 and why the coaching staff was so couldn't even put you in a position to compete at all on a week to week basis. And you know. 
it, it comes down to you've got those two guys at the top of the tower, and then you've got Cliff Kingsbury, who's probably just happy to be there. Like, yeah. who's really going to hold anybody accountable in within the walls of that organization? Well, and like Adrian Wilson was drafted by Steve Kime. So is Adrian Wilson going to go to Michael Bidwell and say, you got to get rid of this guy, right? I don't know Quentin Harris is a person, but they all report to Steve. Like Steve right. is their boss. So there's only like Steve and, you know, a, a handful of other people report to Michael Bidwell and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, and Steve deals with everything personnel, the team, the 53-man roster. Everything comes and funnels to him. And I think there's an uneasiness feeling for Michael Bidwell, because if you remember, Rod Graves was hired, I believe, by Bill Bidwell once upon a time. He was, and then he was elevated to GM. He came up internally very similar to Steve through the ranks. Mm-hmm. So Michael Bidwell did not promote and hire Rod Graves. Bill did that. So this is really Michael's one and only general manager he's ever had. Now, he fired Rod Graves, but that wasn't his guy. I, I assume that that's the case. Steve is his guy. It would take it would take moving mountains for this to happen. I still think by the end of this year, because you know, Bo, if you miss it on our you know Monday show, I mean, we expect them to be competitive down the stretch. Now, mm-hmm. does that result in wins? We'll see. I know a lot of fans. We're not, but a lot of fans are rooting for losses right now because they see the the writing on the wall. Like we ask this question every week, Bo. Like, what's it going to take for Steve? Con- Steve Kime did not be the Arizona Cardinal GM come January 9th. Is it going to take losing out? Is it one more win? Is it two more wins? That's it. Is it, hey, you're competitive, so it doesn't matter about the win loss? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's it's Kyler Murray reverting back to the first nine weeks of the season. And that should that should be enough, right? That your franchise quarterback, that you know, your owner, according to Kime, was calling you at all hours in the wee hours of the night. You know, making sure that as far as the contract negotiations, that they had everything that they wanted in there and that this was the right move uh, was progressing. He wasn't it was the offense that was at the end of the day, the reason for the four and eight, you know, start to the season or four and eight record through 12 games. Uh, I mean, I mean, it would have to be he reverts back. He does, you know, because I think he had a pretty solid game outside of final three series against the Chargers. He, you know, three total touchdowns. I think Kyler Murray had a pretty good grasp of the offense, had things rolling. But if he gets mm-hmm. back to where this offense is around 20 points per game and, you know, they, they have just those stagnant, you know, quarters or slow starts that we saw far too often during this season, I think it's possible. It, it, I mean, it's. It, Last year was such a red flag and such a, you know, when you look at it, if you really kind of look, peel back the onion, I mean, 11 wins playoff team, but there were red flags there that they ignored. You hope and no heads rolled because of it. Now it's like, okay, you, you did the extensions and now you're going to have to pay for that because you, you, you kind of stuck your hand in the sand, your head in the sand because you didn't want to pay attention to the red flags. It, it's really for, for a fan and, and, and somebody and, and you and I who really want to see this team with a franchise caliber quarterback tap into their, to their potential. It, it's really concerning that they're not going to get their best you know opportunity to do that because personnel wise, they're not going to be put in that position by their general manager. Well said. And we talked about it on Monday's show. You're in a division with Kyler Murray and he's surrounded by backups upon backups upon backups and you're you're not in the race, and I, I get it. The season didn't start that way, but 
I mean, Kyler's around right now, and and we're questioning whether or not he can play, you know, above average football the rest of the year. And and part of that's a product of coaching. Part of that's a product of the roster, Bo. But to me, it just it's a it's a week to week thing. We get asked all the time. Love the DMs. Love the engagement on Twitter, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's going to happen? When are they getting fired? When is it happening? And I, I think you, we literally we will reassess after every game because I think that. What what's the perception? What what do the optics look like? If they yeah. get rolled by an average New England team and they and they have forty points put up on them and and Cliff is undrafted by Bill Belichick, then I think Tuesday is going to be interesting. If they somehow win that game and they you know, they're Belichick- going to be like, oh, you know, it's it's Bill Belichick, it's the legend, you know. And you don't think that they? I, I could see them, you know, dressing that up. They could they could put lipstick on that pig. I mean, think- sure. Sure, I think that I mean all hell is gonna break loose in that in that Denver game. Yeah, that's what this is leading to. This is leading. It's two asteroids coming at each other. Denver potentially at three and eleven, and the Arizona Cardinals at four and ten playing in Denver. Hackett versus Kingsbury. Sign me up. I'm gonna need some OGs for that game. Yeah, no OGs would will help you. I mean, especially after this this conversation we just had to to kind of relax and mellow yourself out. I mean, they've got everything. They've got something. For everyone, I should say. They've got the full spectrum. They've got the ratio edition gummy. They've got sativa. They've got indica. They've got the microdose edition. They even have the sleep time gummy. If that's something new to you, if you haven't heard about it, the sleep time gummy, it's a game changer. Absolute game changer. You got trouble getting to sleep, staying to sleep. They can help out with both of those areas. You got the insomnia. Just put back one of these sleep time gummies. It's aqua berry flavor. It helps put you to sleep and keep you to sleep. You're looking for maybe somebody uh, stocking to be stuffed for uh, that likes to dabble as far as the gummies go. Well, like I said, they got something for everyone. They got the full range of tropical flavors, raspberry, orange, watermelon. You got the uh, orange cream sickle, blackberry cream. You do not want to miss out on potentially making somebody's holidays by stocking their stuffing with some blackberries and cream whatever it may be from OG's check out their full range of products at ogsbrands.com. That's O G E E Z brands.com and check them out on Instagram at OG's brands. You can always find them at your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older to enjoy. Speaking of which something else you need to be 21 years or older. Enjoy is four peaks. Four peaks is the real deal. They've got their holiday pack as well. It's unreal what they've got. You know, it's the adult version of the advent calendar. Four peaks is it's the, it's the best gift this holiday season. Give the gift of beer. Four peaks has limited supplies of their December advent calendar box for 55 bucks. Enjoy specialty beers, tall boys, and more. You can purchase at their H street pub in Tempe. It's just a, a really fun gift that, you can give before the holiday season. You can have it at your holiday party just out there. Ice down these these cold ones and uh, give the gift of beer this holiday season. And if you want to go check out, you know, bowl season's right around the corner. Go check out some big-time bowl games. Go to Four Peaks, their 8th Street location. they got all the TVs you could want. they got the atmosphere. they got the food. They've got the beers. Check them out, Four Peaks. Got to be 21 years or older. Enjoy the beer. But uh, you don't have to be 21 years or older to enjoy that delicious, delicious food that they have on their menu. Four Peaks has been great. Watch parties for the World Cup, selling out. Fortunately, USA couldn't keep it going, but keep it tapped in for Four Peaks, literally and figuratively, for uh, all things uh, World Cup. Uh, great stuff there. Our guy Max does great great work with, with Four Peaks. Um, it's been an eventful day here at PHNX Cardinals. Bo was at the facility earlier today, full transparency, talking with Cliff Kingsbury, 
uh, about the status of several players. And um, I got a message from uh, Jim Harbaugh to my phone. Um, no, it was not a purchase cameo. Uh, <laughs> I know that that's, that's been a take that some people have had. I'm flattered that you think I have the kind of funds to pay for a cameo, much less one from Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I don't think he's on cameo. Uh, if he's in a private jet in that in that video. You can check it out on PHNX Cardinals Twitter, on, on my Twitter. Um, it's ironic because we were talking about him potentially as an option, Bo, on Monday's show. Um, and listen, he and Sean Payton, 1A and 1B, there are people, hell, there have been people in our chat, our guy in our chat, what's his name for the better part? Of, yeah, been a champion for, for Jim Harbaugh. And, and listen, it would be a complete and utter game changer for – this franchise to secure Jim Harbaugh, just some backstory on how that came to be. Cause I know a lot of people have been asking me and listen, you don't have to believe me if you don't want to, but I'm going to share it anyway. Uh, Jim was a um, neighbor of my dad's best friend in college. They lived next to each other in San Diego when Jim was the quarterback for the San Diego chargers and then coached at San Diego state. My dad's buddy was a pediatric surgeon and they lived on Coronado Island together and they've been friends ever since. And he was in San Diego today to visit my dad's buddy, whose name is Bob Spear. Um, and Bob texted dad and I and said, any messages for Jim? And then I fraudulently got myself a video <laughs> for PHNX Cardinals. And that's exactly how it happened. Um, and I guarantee you, Bo, if he ever became the head coach of this franchise, that would be our best opportunity to get the coach of the Cardinals on this show. With all due respect to Cliff Kingsbury, mm -hmm. we would love Cliff Kingsbury to come on the show. We're jealous of our peers the rising, et cetera, that they get to have their head coaches on their program. I think it's a, it's a hail Mary. It would be Jim Harbaugh or nobody at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's uh it's cool. You've got that little connection to, to Jim Harbaugh, who's one of the, obviously he's got Michigan in a pretty prime spot, finished yeah. the season undefeated. They've got TCU. I mean, who wouldn't want to be in that driver's seat, right? Oh, I mean, going up against Max Dugan and the, uh, the horny frogs there of, of TCU, yeah, I, I, and then obviously... Do you have a prediction for that game, by the way? Think, Running clock, maybe? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that as much as you, you have to respect what TCU did, I just don't think they can hang with the big boys. But, you know, that's what this is all about. This is why they get that shot. You know, like, why we had to watch Cincinnati, you know, play against Alabama last year. Just, you know, a little humble pie probably in uh, headed the way of, of TCU. But good golf clap season for them and Max Dugan. The, the redheaded, uh, the next red rifle there falling in the, the footsteps of Andy Dalton. But cool to hear from, from Harbaugh, who, who shouted you out, said, uh, heard your podcast is doing well, and it would do even better if, if they could bring a, a coach of that caliber to Glendale. Now, was he so, saying see in Glendale is because the, the next college football correct, playoff? Next correct. I'm trying to scheme field passes. There are potentially field passes to be had for that game. Mm -hmm. And additional recruitment of Jim would happen if I were to secure that. And my dad and I would go to the game. It's on New Year's Eve. I don't know if that's happening. I've checked our friends at Game Time app, and this is not a segue into our read. Mm -hmm. But even on our friends at Game Time app, the, the tickets are a little, they're a little pricey for your boy. Um, but I did get a couple texts about like the state of Jim, his kind of mindset. You mm -hmm. guys, again, take it or leave it. Um, but it does sound like... I mean, he loves his relationship at Michigan, but it it does sound like he like he's open to anything. Like I know he we talked about on Monday's show, like he has committed to Michigan next year. Like, and if the right job came along in the NFL, like he's 
I think he's going to take that job. Now, is that job the Cardinals? That's where it becomes interesting. Like, and if he and Sean Payton are both available, like, do they both want the Charger job if Brandon Staley gets fired? I don't know. What I do know is, like, I didn't get the sense through people I know that he disliked the Cardinals franchise. Because mm-hmm. I feel like had, if that had happened, I would have known, like, immediately, not into Kyler, not into Michael Bidwell, not into the Cardinals brand, no thanks. I mean, you watch Bruce Arians have a lot of success and beat him in this division in 2014, in 2015. So mm-hmm. I, I do think he knows this is this can be a first-class organization if you have the right coach there. It's not like they were the Lions when when he was with the 49ers. They were they played some really good games. You know, the two games in 2013, Bruce Arians' first year, that finale I was at at State Farm Stadium, the year that the Niners went, I think, to the NFC title game. Um, so he knows this division well. And so I... I'm not I'm not counting anything out, t- but I think the issue then becomes like we've talked about it at nauseum, Bo. Like, does Michael Bidwell go big game hunting? Does he do what what needs to be done? Yeah. Number one, buying out his GM head coach combo, and then it's going to be hard to be in a position where you feel like I'm firing my best friend and the coach that won 11 games for me last year, and now I have to kind of maybe beg and pay people 15 plus million dollars a year to come coach here. Yeah, that's what you have to do yeah. if you if you want a winner because what you can't expect somebody from, you know, an assistant from whatever team next year to come in and and give you the kind of, you know, gravitas you need to to be a playoff team. It's it's going to take either a Harbaugh or a Peyton to do that. Yeah, I, I think that there there's a fear from Midwell of yeah. He gets to watch film, hang out with the cool guy, Cliff Kingsbury, mm-hmm. probably one of the coolest guys he feels like he's ever. God, I can't believe that's a real thing, but it is. Be a part of his inner circle, right? And, and Cliff probably embraces that, embellishes that in order to keep, you know, uh, his relationship where it is and his job status secure. And then, you know, Steve Kime being with the organization since 1999, I mean, 23 years. I mean, any relationship that lasts 23 years is is something that's, it's it's never easy to end and you know as much as you want your your owner to be as as cutthroat as possible to the bottom line has to be winning i don't know i i just don't get the sense that that is but he could prove he could prove us wrong like he he pivoted off of steve wilkes he pivoted off a first round quarterback in, in just a season's time so we could be proven wrong and and you hope right uh that you know that both of which were handpicked by your general manager, um, you know, and this would be the fourth head coach potentially uh, hired by Steve Kime. It, it just, that seems problematic to pretty much anybody. If it's not, you know, you're just, you're guzzling Cardinals Kool-Aid too much. Yeah. It might gallon full at that point. But if, um, if you, if you don't fire Steve Kime, let's say they fire Cliff, not to get off track, mm-hmm. Bo. Yeah. They fire Cliff, Steve gets to stay. That new coach is getting what minimum two years, probably three years. That means three more years of Steve Kime drafting, developing like it. This, this is the pivot point like this off season, because you fire cliff and you keep Kime, then, then your, your Kime is a made man. He's never, I mean, he might retire at that point than than be fired from this organization. That, that to me is insane. It it is. I mean, it's the definition of insanity. It's, you know, and but that's what the two you know as far as the the the, the brain trust of this Cardinals organization, I think that Steve Kime is he's he's 
I don't know if, if weasel is the right way to term it. Weasel just wanes that. It's, it, it is what it is. And it's the one thing I will say, you know, you, you look down the street in Phoenix and you see how poorly Robert Sarver ran the Suns that a blind mm-hmm. squirrel can find a nut, especially in, in, the, in the sports world. Like you can have bad ownership and, and fan bases can be rewarded. They have to pay, you know, pay, pay, pay their dues. And I feel like the Arizona Cardinals fan base is long overdue for something good to happen, like sustained success. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know where it will come. I don't know how it will come, but you know, maybe, maybe Steve Kime has an epiphany and, and realizes you got, you got to strengthen the offensive and defensive lines and, and sets Kyler Murray up for success. You know, this is all, you know, half class full thinking, but I, I just don't, it, it's, it's such, it's going to be so interesting to happen. See what happens in the next six weeks. It really is Johnny. It's a turning point. I mentioned game time. Um, yeah. So very different <laughs> ticket prices uh, on game time for the TCU Michigan final four uh, college football playoff game taking place in the same stadium as Cardinals Patriots. Cardinals Patriots right now on game time, Bo, um, under 20 bucks right now. Pretty unbelievable. Now that's that's high up, but if you just want to go experience a Monday night football game with the family, do it. Do it for under $20. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy last minute. Get the hell out of here. And, and listen, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. It is the only place, I promise you, I am buying my tickets. I am avoiding all of those gross service charges, surpluses, yada, yada, yada. It is not user-friendly, but game time app sure as hell is. Whether you want to go see concerts, college football, pro basketball, pro football, whatever you want, whatever your cup of tea is, check it out first on game time, then compare, and you'll be happy that you did. You'll also be happy that you're dabbling with our friends at Underdog Fantasy. So Bo and I mercifully are almost done with our year-long fantasy football league. Uh, my guy Bo needs a dub this weekend. Everybody send out their the, – pray up to the football <laughs> gods. Give some good mojo to Bo Brock as he holds off Cheerson Soussel for a Waffle House 24-hour stay in our year-long fantasy football app that should be set ablaze because next year, Bo, I am exclusively going on mm-hmm. Underdog Fantasy and only Underdog Fantasy. Daily Fantasy is where it's at. Draft your team against five of your friends and the highest scores, scoring squad – for the night, wins that cold, hard cash draft, six NBA players with no positional limits, and that is it. You are rocking and rolling like, will Devin Booker hit the higher of points tonight? You bet your ass. It's easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, sign up with the promo code PHNX, and guess what? Underdog is going to double your first deposit. It's going to match it up to 100 bucks. You put in 100 boom, you get 100 back, only using that promo code PH. And X. Well, we talked about the landscape of the Cardinals in the NFC West. Let's talk about the rest of the yeah. NFC West. And I want to start with the LA Rams, Bo Brock, claiming Baker Mayfield out of pure desperation today. Uh, he was made available on the waiver wire. The Niners supposedly weren't interested. Sure, they weren't. The Seattle Seahawks before the year were kind of sniffing around Baker Mayfield. He ends up as a Ram because you've got a couple different factors here. John Wolford has a neck, but he's been low-key terrible. Matthew Stafford's career legitimately might be over. Like, he may give it a go next year, and that's about it. You're talking spinal cord. You're talking uh, concussions. A lot of problems. So they bring in Baker Mayfield. He's playing on Thursday Night Football. But oh, how the mighty have fallen. 
I, this this team this team looks like in two to three years it's going to go back to the Edward Jones uh, St. Louis Rams era of football. Yeah, I mean it's it's a guy like Les Snead who is able to take advantage of, of you know getting the right coach in McVay yep. and then McVay kind of uh, getting him to make some moves for him to build this roster and then kind of going LeBron James style where they mortgage the future and then at the end of the day. When, when the talent kind of runs out or father time kind of flexes on you and is and inevitably wins that, that matchup, you know, you're, you're saddled there with some bad contracts and your yep. players that are over the hill in the Arizona in the Los Angeles Rams. They're just, they're at that point. They're at, they're at that fork in the road where they could go a couple different ways. They could probably get some for Jalen Ramsey. They could probably get this for Aaron Donald, who's an absolute, just what an absolute nuisance. Did you yeah. see him? Didn't play in the game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Grabs a helmet at the end of the game just to rush onto the field and confront an opposing player. Just absurd. The guy is out of control, but the league continues to do nothing about it. Um, but, you know, the Rams, they, they could probably accumulate some draft picks, draft capital that they don't have. But we'll see if they're too proud, if they're too... Um, I, I don't know. We'll see if, if McVay sticks around, it, it, what, what happens with Stafford. But... You got to imagine, I think I saw that they're the worst Super Bowl team, Super Bowl winning team the next year by a lot. I think the the next worst team was was the Broncos in 2000. They won six games. This team's got half of that at three. So it's one of the worst next season Super Bowl teams in the history of the game. Um, they do not, they don't have, I, I believe, a first round pick. Obviously it goes to Detroit. So Detroit potentially could get a two or three overall yeah. pick. Uh, I'm, I don't know if they have a two. I mean, it's and then they are in salary cap hell. I mean, what are, what are the odds that they start trading off people like a Jalen Ramsey, for instance, who's having a miserable year? Right. The aforementioned Donald. Do they? I don't know if unless he any draft. I mean, I know that he found guys like Cooper Cup late, but and he found Aaron Donald, but it was like two two out well. Let's talk about his yeah. recent pick. <laughs> right. Uh, it's, and, and then to actually look at the tape on Baker Mayfield and say, hey, this could be our, this is going to be our best option to finish the season. We've seen is, Baker Mayfield. Is he the, the worst quarterback that they've seen this year, do you think? It has the to Cardinals. be, right? He has to be. Here, Wolford. And Carolyn. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Baker now, what, three times since, face, since drafting Kyler Murray. And yeah. He just does not. He the last two times he's he's brutal. He you can't compete with that type of player. And they're like, oh, this is gonna be this is an upgrade over Bryce Perkins, uh, the pride of Chandler High School, and and uh, John Walford, the former uh, AAF Arizona quarter quarterback. I mean, it's they it is it's that if there's one silver lining to the season, it's the fall from grace of the Rams. Yeah, and, and you have fact- to. But now the Cardinals have the the duty of of staying ahead of them in their rebuild. They've already been superseded by the by the Seahawks as far as their rebuild. It should Matt quarterback play should trump everything. Like yeah. literally, if you you paid your quarterback top five money, and your division doesn't have a franchise quarterback, certainly if Kyler's equal at his best, but just they don't have a Kirk Cousins, a Derek Carr esque quarterback. Hella Mac Jones. It's going to be Trey Lance next year, who I think we both agree is a borderline mega bust, underwhelming. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's going to be Geno Smith in year two. Give me all the offseason tape on Geno Smith. We'll see if he doubles up on it next year. He's going to be 33. 
And then the Rams potentially could be starting a rookie Stafford on his last leg. I mean, you have a goal. That's why I feel like this job is so much more attractive than people get to give it credit for. If Michael Bidwell can literally clean house and say, go to work football people, we're going to put you in positions to succeed. Here's money. Here's resources. You have a top 10 pick. It's right. The NFC West. I mean, last year, I think it was the best division of the last 10 to 15 years, just top to bottom, all the talent, right? Almost had, probably could have had three playoff teams from the same division. The two teams outside of the Cardinals that made the playoffs made the NFC title game. It was a tremendous division. I think it's, is it safe to say, Bo, like it's, it's middle of the pack now at best like, and projecting yeah. that moving forward, even with people slobbering all over the three other coaches. Yeah. I mean, it's shelf life was short. It was, yeah. but it was like you said, last season was one of the most stacked divisions is what people thought the AFC West was going to be. They, it lived up to its expectations and it, like, a testament to the Niners turning things around like they did at three and five. They were able to rally back and make their yeah. way all over the NFC championship game. I mean, it was it was coaching, it, like the division from coaching to, to the roster strength to the quarterback play. It was all there. Defenses last year, it was all there. It was everything you wanted. It was a dogfight and, you know, a little cannibalistic as far as, you know, Niners would, would beat McVeigh and, and then McVeigh would beat the Cardinals and, you had the Seahawks in there and Russ would every, you know, win a game here and there. And Pete Carroll has his track record. It was just, it was a legit, it was a legit t- power last year. And then next yeah. thing you know, just the NFL will humble anybody. It humbled this division where they thought, you know, this is going to be something to be a, a force to be reckoned with for a long time. And next thing you know, it's like the NFC East has four teams that are over 500, which is insane. Crazy. Crazy. This, this season literally played out exactly the way the Cardinals needed it to, to make the playoffs and, and win a playoff game and to host a playoff game. Um, the NFC is down, the division is down, and yet so are the Cardinals. They've, they've joined the in vogue, um, the habits of the rest of the, the NFC, just kind of imploding on themselves. And it's unfortunate. Uh, and it's going to take, we believe, uh, some, some new faces to turn it around. You can turn around your betting luck on DraftKings. Let me tell you right now, all you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. Place any $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, not the spread, the money line people, and get $150 in free bets if they do. All you got to do, go to DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code, you guessed it, PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I, I am dabbling on DraftKings as we, mom- uh, as, uh, as we record at the moment, Bo, and I am looking at the spread for Monday night football, the new England Patriots coming in town. The Cardinals have won one home game in over 365 days. Do you, do you care to guess what the spread is up to now for Patriots at Cardinals? Um, two and a half started at one it is up to one and a half. You want to okay. take a guess what the over under is for that game? Uh, well, I would say what? 43. Very close. 44. So you're right on the money. The Cardinals are a one and a half point dog. And again, we're going to talk about this game as the week progresses, but I just, I don't know how you can feel good about this team's ability to win at home when they haven't done it. And they're, they got Belichick on tap there. I know the New England's offense is terrible. So I would love for the Cardinals to come out and play well. Uh, and you, no doubt you're going to be able to get a recap of that game and prep for that game at go from our guy, Howard, 
Balzer, who's cranking out content on the reg slam. Use that promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. He's got a fantastic article, raw numbers, show level of Cardinals personnel losses this season. And the Cardinals, listen, they've 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 missed on a lot of players. They're missing a lot of players. Um, I'll tell you what I'm missing right now is my diehard merch. Go to gophnx.com. Get some of that die-hard merch. Buy it now. You get 20% off the PHNX Merchandise Locker. If you become a die-hard, die-hard articles, exclusive content, member Discord, die-hard events, newsletters, the lounge, come hang out with Bo and I. Uh, it's it's the way to be. We're getting you through this Cardinal season the best way we can with a little die-hard therapy. And, uh, Bo, it's an exciting time. The uncertainty, I think, is exciting for a lot of Cardinal fans right now. It should be. I mean, that's that's what's left. We already started to kind of look at some draft prospects and, you know, how can this team finish and, and can Kyler Murray kind of win back some of the people he's lost to start the season? Can, can he win those people back and, and kind of give them some encouragement that they made the right decision in locking him in beyond his, uh, his fifth-year contract as he goes into his offseason going into his fifth year? But uh, it, it's we're just ramping you up at this point for that offseason, barring – a miracle. And, you know, a lot of people were talking to Cliff about, you know, mathematically, you're not knocked out. What are you playing for? We talked to Josh Jones, the tackle left tackle for the remainder of the season. And Zach Allen, it's like, nobody's lost confidence in that locker room, but you know, it would, it would take a special run from this team to, to even have a puncher's chance to get in there. But um, they, they could, they could really win some people back by playing some fun football over the next five weeks by, by getting Kyler Murray back to where, we knew where he was before his ankle injury last year. Yeah, and you want him to be trending up, whether yeah. or not it's with Cliff or a different head coach regime. You want him to be a, a valuable asset. We think he is. I think most Cardinal fans feel like he's valuable and and a selling point. But um, you know, the people have a difference of opinion on this franchise right now, and it's t- due time to change that. It's due time that you subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Bo and I are back. Minyana tomorrow as we continue our preview for Monday Night Football. I don't believe we've got a Hard Knocks episode tomorrow night. So no, as of right now, cards after dark. But hey, every day with this team, shit's getting dark anyway. So for Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We're back. See you later. Uh-huh.